Welcome to the Lipstick League. I'm Natalie Eganoff. And I'm Nicole Mahalik. And this is where sports and pop culture come to play. And we told you we are cranking out the episodes. And look, season two, um, third episode of season two, rolling along here, just as the NFL is rolling along, just as the world is rolling along. Wow, what a transition. What a transition. Thank you. And Nicole. It's like you do this for a living. It's like I do this for a living. By the way, what happened to your microphone? Did you lose it in the move? No, I haven't. Why? Oh, are you using it? Yeah, I have it right here. Right here. Oh, it sounds echoey. Maybe it's your just. Maybe it's the pillars on your bed. <laughs> maybe it's my new four post bed. No, it's right here. Look. Oh, okay. Weird. Should I move it? Should I move it closer? Yeah, maybe try to move. I know Ginger's on your lap, but maybe move it a little closer. Oh, I'm, I didn't realize it was echoey. But remember, my I feel was- like maybe it's your Victorian era. <laughs> it's, maybe it's because I live. I live in the Victorian era right now, so everything is echoed. I love it. Well, that makes sense. It's just like, you know, you're just a little, you know, technology never has been like your favorite thing anyway. So it makes sense. Well, you know the brand. But you know, what's funny is I'm actually good. I'm good at technology. You're like, very good at it, but you just don't I, like it. No, I just don't like it, but I'm very good at it. It's like a blessing and the curse. I was telling somebody that they're like, but you're so good at social media. I'm like, but I, if I, but I secretly hate it because I know exactly what it is. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, like, that's how exactly I feel. I'm like, I always describe it as, you know, in Goodwill Hunting where Matt Damon just is in the basement and he knows how to solve the algebra problem. That's how I feel about social media. Like I just know what to do, but I don't love it. Yeah, he didn't no. like the fact that he was a genius. He just wanted to be a janitor that like hooked yeah. up with a driver. That, you know what? I mean, if I could just find a Robin Williams to, you know, come and like kind of support me through it, I maybe I'll just end up like him in the movie. You never know. You are a secret genius that most people don't realize. Yeah, no, people do not realize that at all. I that know. I was, and that I was a young Menson. And I'm sure if I applied myself, I would be a Menson this very day. Absolutely. Speaking of who was not Mensa is uh, Adam Levine. I know we got to talk about the NFL and there's some good stuff in the NBA and there's some, somebody sent me a nasty DM, by the way, about how we left the Phillies game early. Well, I, I was like, we were tired to be fair. We were so tired. I'm, I've been sick this week. I've been ill this week. Like I haven't been feeling well. It's, you know. Yeah. And I told you that I had, there was literally something every single night for over a week. I had the Mana Gala, Brett Eldridge. I had to go do a tiki boat tour. Then I was in Ocean City for the day. Then I had the Jordan Davis and my live yeah. broadcast at Xfinity. Then we, ha- we, you and I both randomly ended up at this Halsey event at Union Transfer that neither of us knew the other one was going to be at because we both went so last minute. And then we went to the Phillies game last night. And then tonight I'm going to Little Nas. Like, I have I mean, a, I have a jewel. I, I'm going to try on this brand new jewelry by Lennox um, jewelry at the love and tonight, like it's just busy season. No. And I, you know, it's funny, Nicole, as soon as we parted ways and I made that like left and I was about to get to my car, I, I looked at the, I pulled up the score and I was like, should I have gone back in? But there's no reentry. I, I thought about like, I stood there and I was like, because I'm, I'm kind of that person now. What's funny is growing up as a Philadelphia sports fan in Philly, my dad was, my dad was a lever. I'm going to say that he, my dad was somebody, he was a beat the traffic guy. Yeah. Sometimes it depended the importance of the game. Like last yes, night, that's what I said. Last night was an important game though. 
I don't know. I just feel season, but I think, look, my judge of character would have been, my dad would have left that game last night. I think he would have. I think he would have. So if my, if I think my dad would have left, I would have left. He would have stayed. I would have felt if we should have stayed. I feel like I have that like um, Philadelphia sports, like, um, like what's that? Like some sort of energy, energy some sort energy. of like ESP. Like ESP. ESP. Like I felt like I would have stayed and I didn't feel called to st- be to stay, but maybe because I was so tired. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that I feel like when it's an important game now, I, my, sometimes my anxiety is too high. I can't handle it. Like I can't wait to see what happens. Like fun fact, Villanova, North Carolina championship game in 2018. Right. And I turned it off because I couldn't handle it. It was too, Oh, it was too I, high I anxiety remember, for me. I remember when you told me that story, like, wasn't that when, did we, we had met just shortly after that, I felt like, or maybe you like tweet, like, I remember like you telling me that story that you turned it off. Cause you like, just couldn't handle the anxiety. Yeah. Because my dad is a massive, massive North Carolina fan. Yeah. And grew up. So I grew up a Tar Heel fan, but obviously like I have adopted Villanova as my team and I wanted Villanova to win so badly. And like, yeah. here's the thing about North Carolina. My, even my dad said it like they've won so much that it would have been nice for them to win it, but like they didn't Villanova needed to win that game, but it was so intense. Like I I'm like, I can't handle it. And so I went to bed. I also went to bed the night of the 2016 election because it looked like horrible things were going to happen. And I was like, I'm going to be up all night. And I was doing mornings at the time. And so I went to bed. So when I woke up to see Villanova one was a good morning. But when I woke up to find Trump one was a horrible morning. So do you know, at the time I was living um, with Marie, my roommate, and she said, and, but here, and this is so funny. See, now I, I will torture myself through it till the end. Like I remember watching the um, Flyers play their at eight overtime game against the Pittsburgh Penguins in like, I feel like it was like 1990. I mean, I'm reaching now I'm pulling. But, or maybe like 2000, 2001, late nineties, early 2000s, they had the flyers had this epic, like eight overtime, eight overtimes. They stopped that since then. But I I was like, no, I need to know who's going to win this. So like 2016, I, I stayed up to, I stayed up and my roommate went to bed and she's like, I can't handle this. I'm going to bed. Like, there's no way, there's no way that's going to happen anyway. And then I woke and then. I remember sitting there, you know what I mean? I, I'm somebody who has to wait till the end. I'm like, I need to see the finale. I need to see who the winner is. Like, I can't bear. I would never sleep if I didn't know. Yeah, it's weird. Cause usually I'm a person who needs to know everything, but in those situations I get so worked up. And so last night, wasn't that last night I was tired and I was just like, no, like my mental and physical health needed to come before. And here's the thing, you and I were texting and both of us were like in our jams, in our bed, still watching. It's not like we just were like, fuck the Phillies. You know what I mean? Like we were still committed. It was like, but we went to bed at 1130 instead of 230. Yeah, I know. I know. So rags, no riches, actually rags, no riches. He writes for the, the Washington post. And, um, he DM me's like, please tell me you're not a person who leaves games early. Now he writes for the Washington post. Yeah. His name's Tramiel rags. I'm hopefully I'm pronouncing his name, right? T R A M E L. 
No, it, that was that was a one-off. You know, it was funny because when you saw that, I was like, somebody was going to talk. I knew somebody was yeah. going to say He something. was being funny. He wasn't being a dick. You know, he and I, like, will banter sometimes. But oh, I okay. Like, I want to make like, sure. Listen, rags, no riches. Listen, rags, no riches. The games that, like, I wouldn't have, if it was a playoff game, I wouldn't have left. Look, you know I have mean? an but elderly like, chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, like, she needed her mom. Anyway, thank God the Phillies won. That's another thing. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, they pulled that one out. I don't know. I still, but I said it in the beginning of the season, and everyone's like, you're such a hater. I just, I don't know. I, I still just feel like they're still, I, I don't know. They won. But again, they haven't really the fact that they were on that losing streak didn't make me really feel like any better until the end. And that's just where I'm at right with the Phillies right now. And I can't pretend to be anywhere else because I'm so in like Eagles land. Yeah. Like that's where I am. I've been in Eagles land. So for the past before months. we get to the NFL and to the Eagles, yeah. we do want to talk about the biggest pop culture story right now, which is Adam Levine, which none of this surprises me because I've interviewed Adam Levine and met him and seen a million Maroon 5 shows and he's a dick. So I'm not surprised by this. And he, I'll never forget the one time I interviewed him, it was on his tour bus and he was like, okay, but he's that guy that thinks he's so cool. He thinks he's so hot and so funny and so smart. He's like a John Mayer. Like, did you read Jessica Simpson's autobiography? I did not. Okay. Jessica Simpson's autobiography. I'm not giving anything away. It's really, really good, but she spends more time talking about how much John Mayer fucked her up more than her relationship and divorce from Nick Lachey. Like, John Mayer and Adam Levine are very similar in that sense. The difference is, is that John Mayer knew enough not they're to get married insane. and have. They're both like insane narcissists. Yeah, but John Mayer never got married and had kids. Adam did. That's the difference. Right. John right. Mayer well, was like, I'm actually secretly in love and dating Andy Cohen. But that's another story for another day. Well, you know what I thought about the Adam Levine thing too, right? And I'm the one, I'm like, I love Maroon 5. I loved Adam Levine back in the day. Like, I feel like in my, you know, the payphone era, he's like, I'm at a payphone. I'm like, oh I God, liked- are you calling me? Um, that's beautiful, Natalie. That was Right. Beautiful. You know, I'm like- <laughs> <laughs> again i'm a little under the weather actually i screamed so much in my television on monday night during the eagles game well not my tv i was out for the game i went to go watch it somewhere but i screamed my you voice were, no you were a half a block from my house and you're like you can come over i'm like nope i'm nope. in my jam sorry I know. I like so if you want to come watch the game with me she's i said like, no. thanks for the invite <laughs> but that would be a no <laughs> no i actually went to the new um the new bar school yeah bar which which was an awesome atmosphere because I like wasn't in the mood again I'm not feeling that well wasn't in the mood for Xfinity Live like didn't feel like going down all the way down there and I was like, I do I have a I have a bit of a of a confession that I'll get to about what my definition of hell is <laughs> okay but no barstool no the barstool bar it was a good atmosphere it wasn't too crowded Every, like everybody was kind of just hanging at their tables watching the game but you're right. like, on a tangent anyway, for a second go back to Adam yes, Levine Adam Levine so you Adam, love Maroon 5, but don't you think, have, how many times have you seen them in concert? I've never seen them in concert once. What? I've never got, I like, nobody else ever wanted to go with me to see Maroon 5. We met too late. You and I met too late. 
I never saw them. Nobody ever wanted to go with me. And now I'm like, I feel like they're kind of expensive when they come. And I'm not at that point now where I feel like I'd spend a lot of money to see them. Right. Like I don't love them that much, but I yeah. did. Love- she will be loved. You know, I don't mind. Well, no, I love the songs. But listen, Sunday morning, my two favorite Maroon 5 songs, my two favorite Maroon 5 songs are Sunday morning and Sugar. And fun fact about Sugar is that it was written by Mike Posner, who I love. He has new music coming out. Maybe we can slide in his DMs and see if he'll come on the pod. I love Mike Posner. He's I weird. love Mike Posner too. I yeah, love he's Mike so, Posner. Like, and he tried to hook up with me once in my, and I loved it. He did? Mm-hmm. oh you should was, definitely slide back in i mean years. it was i mean now it's just it, we were at different points in our lives like i was um like younger and a lot thinner but nevertheless maybe he likes some curvy ladies who also enjoy sprouts but all right but wait back to maroon five performing is that maroon five adam levine so i've gone to tons and tons and tons of concerts i'm very blessed in that sense and i I'm very, very, very judgy about how much the artist is present to where they are. And when you are not present and you do not connect with the audience, it drives me crazy. Now, again, I'm very, very, very blessed. I don't really pay for concert tickets anymore, right? Like I've been in the, I've been in radio a really long time. My best friend has a, a very high level job at Live Nation. So like, I'm very, very, very blessed in that sense. However, I think about people who do have to pay, who do have to buy the tickets, who do have to pay for the parking, who do have to pay for the concessions, who do have to pay for the alcohol, who want to buy the merch. And to me, if an artist is a snooze, Maroon 5 phones it in. They, Adam, don't you remember when they did that massive show on the beach in Ocean City a couple years ago? Yeah. And Adam Levine barely said hello. Pink also did it on the beach in Atlantic city. And she's talking about how she went to the Jersey shore and that her family's here and that how she can't believe she's in Atlantic city. So present, so chatty. Adam barely said, hello. I saw Maroon five in LA at the Staples center, their hometown show. And it was like, it was a hologram, barely said anything. The crowd was lame. I'm like, anytime I've seen them perform, it's been lame. They have a million hits. So you're singing, but he doesn't engage in the crowd. He doesn't have a stage presence. And the two times I interviewed him, he was kind of a dick. He was, a, he was like very flippant to a winner once. And we were supposed to the interview. He was supposed to interview. The winner was supposed to interview him, but like, it was really me, but like you won a contest and he like, couldn't be bothered by it. And I was like, dude, you're a dick. And so all this stuff with him and the cheating and, and it also goes to prove, you know, women have been told that we're not good enough, that we hate ourselves, that we're supposed to be. And he's literally married to Victoria's secret model. And she still got cheated on. Like, I mean, like, it doesn't matter anymore. Like men who are dogs are men who are dogs. And clearly he's just a dog. Right. And it's funny to me because he's like one of those dogs who like is at this point where he's like, I could just read those, the text messages that she posted from him. And I was cringing on the inside. Cause he's like, wow, man, like, I love that name Sumner. It's so beautiful. And I'm like, all right, nerd. Like, yeah, calm down, Adam. And like, also the fact, like this girl knew what she was doing. She knew he was married. Like, and th- like, he was just, those text messages made me cringe so hard. And I'm like, at the end of it all, 
is some like Sumner it's it's just is that like uh I've been perplexed by the name isn't it like an an older name like and he's I'm like that's what he's gonna name he wanted to name his child that like he's just such a weird guy it's very weird he's like a crazy crazy guy yes he's very crazy did you see the the meme that I sent you and it says my favorite mythical creatures is a decent man yes well I mean he's totally that's totally him but again no surprise right because he never has really had to try or be authentic or be engaging he's one of those gifted people who has the ability to like make beautiful music and has a beautiful voice but like to be so shitty on the inside like again he's another person who's getting like it's coming out publicly because that's like that sucks like he just embarrassed Mm -hmm. the shit out of his family I know his poor wife he has children now and now his kids are going to grow up. And that's what I keep thinking about all of these, um, you know, people who are just so disingenuous, like someday it, maybe it won't suck for them. Maybe they won't care because that's just what their lives are. But like his kids are going to grow up and be like, wow, my dad was like going to name some child, like my brother or sister after this woman that he cheated on my mom with, like have some self-respect. Like there's just no, people just don't have respect. I don't think he really meant that though. I don't think he really meant it. I think he was just being like Dickie Adam Levine. Like, yeah, I'm gonna name a kid after you. Either, either way, it's a weirdo thing to say. And that's what I mean. Ridiculously weirdo. That's what I mean. Whether it was for him, for her to like him or for him to just have- No, I will say- He's an embarrassment. He's like- To be the devil's advocate. To to be the devil's advocate. There is a, there is a, because you know, him and his wife were just spotted out together. So if you know anything about pop culture and celebrities, which obviously I'm obsessed with- when celebrities want to be seen, when they want to be photographed, they, they make it happen. And if they don't, they don't. And so there's part of me that like, and I've read a couple of things, like they could have had an open relationship for all we know, right? Like we don't know that, like she could be hooking up with people too. So that is something now he didn't say that in the text message. He didn't say my wife and I have an open relationship. So I feel like people who are in open relationships, people, you know, I used to work with a woman who's in a poly polyamorous relationship. And then there's another woman that was on the biggest loser. That's also in a polyamorous relationship. You know me, I like to ask a million questions and bless them for answering all my questions. But the thing about when you're in an open relationship is that you're very, very communicative. So he didn't seem like, it's just like, did you watch the army hammer documentary? No, I still have to watch it, but I just was reading an article about how his ex-wife and him are at a good point in in their divorce and I'm like wait wasn't this the guy who was gonna eat who wanted to eat somebody's finger I mean so it's just people just have to come people just here's what I need to say let's rein it in a little (laughs) all right Adam Adam's I've all been everybody's dms army trying to eat people's toes what happened to like a cup of coffee can I can I take you out for a cup of coffee no you don't need to name your future child off me no you don't need to eat my toe how about a cup of coffee let's talk about let's talk about I'm the Celtics coach well so that's an interesting story when the news broke I saw and I thought it has to be gambling right that's just where my mind you tweeted that yeah I did and you know I thought to myself um I, I didn't want it to be another, like a scandal, like a sexual assault scandal, anything like that. That's another thing that comes to mind when you see something like suspension. 
uh, consensual relationship between adults that kind of violate league's rules. I feel like it's unfortunate, but as long as it was a consensual adult between relationship, like relationship between adults that violates league's rules and they're being punished for it, then I feel like it's not, was anybody, but was, like what was prey? Was there a predator? Like, like what went if it's down? Like two it's adults just... meeting in, in an organic environment. That's the whole thing that I have a tough time. Yeah, it's, it's so, you know, it's so weird because it's like, if they specifically said it was a consensual relationship, but like, what, what, there has to be more to the story because, well, so it depends on how much psycho, like, or psychoness, how much like sex has probably gone on in and around people in professional sports especially the nba and you know he's been dating nia long for like over a decade so that's probably also what factors into it as well is it was a like maybe like again i don't know any of this but it was probably going to come out publicly that this was happening maybe it went bad internally and it was going to be a mess for the organization and that's why they were like we're just going to cut this we're going to just suspend him for this relationship. You know what I mean? It, it yeah. sounds like it sounds like it was probably a mess internally for the organization while nobody really did anything hurtful to each other's. I'm sure people's feelings got hurt, right? Like, but I, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't sound like it's a situation where um, anybody was like physically hurt or do you like, do you know what I mean? Or like, anymore yeah, than it just, just the whole thing was weird I'm like what really happened and like oh again, I'm sure it'll come out this is fresh like, this is fresh off the press too yeah like more cheat I'm like oh my god it's just like so annoying like maybe people do need listen I could never be in an open relationship because I'm a, a very jealous person but clearly people there's people who need to be because they're the cheating is left and right so I, much look, cheating I like it's or it's more just like a not even um open it's not a sex I don't think it's I don't know if it's really a sex thing or if it's kind of like an attention control thing too you know I feel like people are just people right and like if if you and relationships get complicated I think and I feel like it's one of those things where um relationships get complicated and if he's been with her for 10 years like he meets this woman I that's what it sounds like to me I didn't even get a chance to read up on the latest on it because again this is very new news but if I had to guess that's what it sounds like to me yeah it's just you know god I don't want to say that all men are trash but it's been like it's been a lot lately you know it's been a lot personally you know personally I wish I can't wait when you're ready to spill the tea (laughs) I don't I don't think no here's my thing I'll I don't know if I'll ever spill the tea because I don't ever want to give any attention to where I don't want to give my energy to somebody that I gave enough of it to who did that's so good yeah no it's so it's so true it's like why go back there you know what I mean why go back when you can move ahead well and also I'm already so much better off right and I and I I just had that confirmation you know when you learn like I'm 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 grateful that I had to go through what I had to go through to get to the headspace that I'm at now because again like I and I never want to give anybody who doesn't deserve my attention like that or my energy like that anything from me ever again because they don't they'll never get it again either yeah right right 
because when I'm done with somebody, I'm done. done. Yeah. And people don't, people don't think that about me. And you know me enough now, Nicole, that like, I will walk away when it's time for me to walk away. It doesn't matter who you are, what company you are, what person you are. Don't mess with me. I'm done. Yeah. And you're like, see ya. And then I'm like, bye. And then they're like, wait, what? You're not going to, no, bye. See ya. So speaking of somebody we don't want to spend too much time on, but we would be, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't do what we do if we didn't talk about it, but the Ben Simmons, JJ Reddick podcast. Um, Listen, I mean, of course my main man, JJ comes back for his new season with a banger. I know. I know. Have you, what a zaddy that he is. Did you DM him yet? No, he doesn't I, follow me. I would have DM him on your behalf. You got to do it, Nicole. I'm going to give you my phone and you just do it. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I literally was like, break the internet, JJ. And he liked it. He get he give it a tap. But I'll be like, here, Natalie, take my phone here. Do it. Do it. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but Ben was very, very diplomatic go listen to the podcast obviously you know he basically was like philly says what they want i lo- like i didn't finish because we had a record so i didn't finish listening to the whole thing but it's worth to mention that i feel like listen you and i the reason one of the reasons that you and i get along is that like we are loving people so we're, we're never gonna hate on somebody we want his health to be well we want his mental health to be well it sucks that um his time in philly ended the way it did do we want him to win a championship absolutely not but we still want him to be okay oh my god yeah and well you and you know me like I was like the last person hanging on to the Ben Simmons you know defensively you hung on to Carson and to Ben I never was I never I always felt weird vibes with Ben I wasn't on team Ben really I never had ill will toward him I just was like eh do you, know, um, do you know why? Because I feel like athletically. Yeah. So I, ben. yeah. So I was a big Ben believer. I also really just, you. first of all, they don't do Showtime documentaries about every um, basketball prodigy to enter the NBA. Okay. So it's not like, it's not like I was disillusioned here. You're right. You're right. That we, that, and, and it's not like I didn't live through every second of the process to get him and want him to work out. Like, here's the thing. People, when I talk about why I clung on to Ben Simmons for so long, it wasn't just about Ben Simmons. It was about the years and years and years and years and years prior that, that went into acquiring Ben Simmons. I remember the day that he was drafted, like this started for me, the Ben Simmons stuff started for me in 2011. Like right. I'm going, I'm going back. So he was in the crib. He was still in, in the bassinet. He was, he was still in the bassinet and I was waiting for him. Right. To like grace broad street. So like, I don't have any apologies for hanging on as long as I did, you know, because he was an original part of the process that the Sixers took a lot of heat for. And I also am somebody who like, I rep the organization that I care about. And if the Sixers thought that this was the guy, you know what I mean? Like I felt like we support them. Yeah. I felt like we did so much to get him, And I was like, no, this guy had, it was almost like I was trying to will him into. No, but that's how I think that's why you and you and I connected even with the Carson Wentz stuff. We're like, I remember Jen Frederick 
shout out to Jen Frederick Fox 29 when I was like obsessed with Carson in the beginning and she was just like he's not for you Nicole like you're it's like she was like no like I'm telling you you're not gonna and so I feel though that like the same thing about Ben is that like we wanted to will it into it's it's a very female thing to do we're like you fall for the potential of what you want the man to be and not the actual man. That's what Elizabeth, uh, who said that? Elizabeth Gilbert. I think she said that in Eat, Pray, Love. And I think about that all the time. You fall in love with the potential of the man and not the man himself, right? Like, or like, and that's maybe I happen to do that in sports too, as well as above the potential. Yes, clearly you and I have a connection. And not actually what I'm being presented with, right? Like, cause I'm like, no, he's going to shoot the ball. I'm like, I believe in you, buddy. Look, look. It's like, that's how we were with Carson stuff. We're like, come on. Like, he doesn't love to kill animals every day. And like, he- do I have this do I have this same problem where like is it because I'm a Philadelphia sports fan I think we just I think we just this guy's gonna be great he's gonna turn it all around yeah I see the potential in you you just he's gonna put the work in I'm gonna show him I believe in him wow Natalie you and I both just had we had our (laughs) own therapy session here wow something you never know you never know what you're gonna get on this podcast the lipstick league good grief so Um, obviously nfl um and (laughs) it was it's pretty crazy how the eagles showed up on monday night like i i predicted last week they were gonna lose and you're like no they're gonna win and i'm like whatever and not only did they win they absolutely killed it they killed it it was so funny to me like the Justin Jefferson thing because did you see how Kyle Brandt well first of all the way that they were kind of like don't expect that there's not going to be any revenge I was like but I did say last week that always does scare me right and if if like if god forbid um Jalen on one of his runs would have gotten knocked out that would have been a totally different game right but 100 yeah that didn't happen but, you know, it's funny because they were like, oh, yeah, Jalen Rager is going to come back with revenge. And then Kyle Brandt's like, per source, if the Vikings win tonight, don't miss Justin Jefferson at the podium, at the postgame press conference. And then, like, Darius Slay played out of his mind. Like, like literally. Played out of his mind. He looked like he was on a different planet. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay, let's this press conference. That's why I just hate people who talk so much shit. I do. Well, yeah, it's, but Darius Slay's wife was hilarious on Twitter. Like she is his like number one ride or die. Um, Yeah. Her, if you did her, I mean, she called herself Mrs. Slay, but her name's Jennifer and she is hilarious. And she was like, my husband is really good at football. And then she was like making fun of him though. She's like, he should have had five interceptions. What was he doing out there? Like, she's just like, She's really funny and she's really good on Twitter. She's a, she's a great follow. She's um, very supportive of women in the industry too, which is nice, but he is the, like, I've been praying for a cornerback. And if you follow me on Twitter, I talked about it this um, off season as well, especially during training camp. I feel that the Eagles haven't had a solid cornerback that they can rely on and to see him kind of develop into that guy who gives me confidence, especially against somebody like Justin Jefferson, especially 
um, a Monday night football game where, I mean, the Vikings were coming here, but then it's kind of like they're the Vikings. I know, okay. but I thought that they were going to oh, be between what happened. Give me a little clappy clap on top of the art museum and go home and complain about how mean we are here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do, we, we, we have to talk about the bills though, because I mean, <gasps> they are just, Magical. my God, like there's a part of me that's really happy for the bills fan base. A hundred percent. If it can't be well. the Eagles, I want it to be the bills. No, obviously it's the, it won't in the third week of the season. So I'm not saying, I'm just saying though, that like, I'm, I'm going to obviously root for the Eagles and that's my team. Duh. But yeah. like I'm secretly kind of like, first of all, they're two in two separate divisions. So if they could skedaddle through the AFC, like that's awesome. And I just like, I love a city that like, hasn't had a chance to win and, and loves their team so much. And my God, they have to like deal through the cold. Like, they, I like to, to, to be fair. I feel like sometimes they live a slightly more miserable existence. And well, and they have, well, we, we, and we need to stop doing this. Right. It's like Philadelphia. No, we just won a super bowl. We did win a super bowl. We did. They, exactly. We just won a super bowl. The bills haven't they're putting themselves through tables. What did I say? I was like, they're just angrier and colder that they like. Yes. You know, they really it's like they're poor. No their patience. mouths are hot because their body, their mouths are hot from the wings because their bodies are cold. They, and, and they have no pain tolerance. That's why they put themselves through the tables as like an act of sacrifice. But everybody yeah. kept, the jokes kept coming um, about Eagles, Bills, football, or Eagles, Bills, Super Bowl. There's not enough beer in the world. The world would end. Like these <laughs> yeah. would collapse. And you know, so it'll it'll be fun to watch. I mean, I'm happy that Doug Peters, the Doug Peterson, Frank Wright game. I mean, the Colts didn't even score a point. No, I know, I know, like, I know. That's crazy. Like, what did Indi- the Indianapolis? The Indianapolis, Indianapolis. Why can I talk today? Indianapolis story is one that. Um, I don't pay too much attention to because it's not my wheelhouse. Like I casually follow their news, but I would be intrigued to eventually talk to somebody there and find out what happened. Um, and how that, I mean, did like Carson just go there and ruin that? It up. But I mean, I do think it's hilarious that like, once again, Carson left and Nick Foles is there. And so I keep tweeting every time, like, and I love Matt Ryan and he's, he's an obviously awesome guy. He did a lot of great stuff in Atlanta and I keep tweeting, like, pretends I'm from Indianapolis. Put in foals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling it's, it's wild. The, um, Doug Peterson, I thought about him again this week. I think about him probably once a day for God knows what reason. But yesterday I thought about Daddy him. Daddy Doug. Daddy Doug. Did we ever talk about how he looks like that um, singer Dan Fogelberg? No, who's that? All right, so my apple music favorites came up this week and he sings that christmas song i don't know why it's on my favorite this week it's called same old lang syne okay so he looks just like doug peterson i'm going to pull a picture of him up and i'm going to show you dan fogelberg i think he's from like the 70s um Yes, he died in 2007. God rest his soul. 80 songs. So he's like a mid 80s rocker. Okay. Um, and 
I will never be able to unsee it again for as wow. long. Wow, he really does the hair, even the middle part and all. Doesn't that look like Super Eagles? Yeah, fifty-two winning head coach um, Doug Peterson. So I thought about Doug, and I was every, and now I'm like, isn't it funny? Like. I'll think about Doug every time I listen to Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> but, but don't you think it is weird that we had two coaches back to back that wear visors? Like, what are the odds of that? Football, I think um, football coaches love visors. I feel like football people love visors. You football know, it's probably to visors. If you if you look out the um, if you look at the sideline, lots of visored men, lots of visored. Men. I guess because they want to protect their. That they don't want to because they need to protect their eyes from the lights the lights but like still want to have their hair out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um yeah got uh football guys love visors guys love visors i think i get my dad loves a visor chet maholic loves a visor yeah. well, um, he's, he's like a footballsman oh 100 percent. yeah exactly he's a visor man so <laughs> <Visorsman. laughs> the eagles play the commanders this week and it's the it's Carson versus Jalen and it's going to be interesting to see what happens I feel like I woke up today just again recovering from Monday night and I'm like oh wow Eagles are playing the um franchise quarterback that they had basically set sail with um and did it eventually win the Super Bowl with and then the way that that unfolded it it was ugly I do think Carson, you know, he is still, I do still believe that he is very like humble. I don't think that he's self-aware. I do think that he's like a little, like, I don't know, oblivious to things, but I don't think he's intentionally, I don't think he was ever intentionally like bratty here, but he did say, he's like, I don't want this game to be more than it is. So like, I can see him saying that, but then I'm like, Carson, you know, it is right. Like right. you're and you're well, now a division it. rival. And now you're also fair game. Cause I could roast him. Like the, 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 the insults that I have that are sitting down here for me to like crap talk, um, on game day, like they're sitting, I'm not going to unleash them because I did respect him. Right. But now he's my enemy, right? He's an enemy of the Philadelphia Eagles. So how do I reconcile that? I don't know, but he is, I do think that you're right in the sense, like, I think his issue is that he isn't really self-aware and he never really was self-aware. And he just like, you know, I know there's people like love religion, but he almost uses religion as a scapegoat and it's a scapegoat for like a lack of accountability. And yeah, I think of areas of his life and we've talked about that too. And I just, but it's, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I don't know how he's going to come out. Right. Because he hasn't been terrible for them. No, it'll be interesting to see what happens. The other two games, I think that are really, really interesting Packers versus the Bucks. Obviously Tom's been struggling, whether it's Giselle or not, um, <laughs> not struggling, but just or, not, or he's he's, not struggling, but obviously a like 45 year old NFL quarterback, maybe, right. maybe he's right. just a 45 year old. He's just, yeah. NFL quarterback. <laughs> and obviously like Aaron came out slow first week, but then they like crushed the bears. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, um, with pop-up and grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> P-pop. Yeah. Come on, Papa, Papa. Papa. Come on, um, come on, get to the end zone. Thomas, butterscotch Thomas, candy. Butterscotch candy. I hear as one of original. As you pet your geriatric dog on your lap. <laughs> 
Um, they have a in my elderly home in my elderly building with all of my elderly neighbors. Yeah, that I'm. We're gonna write a movie about it. I'm not mad at it. I would. I'd run to the end zone for a Werther's original. Absolutely. And I bet I'd beat Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers for it too. At this point, I think I could outrun it all with my (laughs) bad knee and their bad knee. (laughs) Wait, speaking of that, really quick, the one game that it's interesting because I want to talk about bad knees really fast and then we got to wrap it up. But the 49ers versus the Broncos, obviously it's awful what happened with Trey Lance. You know, like Jimmy G decided to stay was the backup. Trey Lance broke his ankle. He's gone for the year. And now Jimmy G is back as a starting quarterback. So he's playing against Russell. So did you see, and he's like, I think it incentives, they're saying that like he can make an additional like three mil per year. And he didn't know that until, or three mil, five mil. Don't quote me on the number right at this moment. Um, but they said that he didn't know that until he was at the press conference. And they were like, did you just realize that you just made another like $3 million, three point, maybe it's 3.5, like 3.5 million in incentives. And he was like, no, I never realized, I didn't realize that. You and imagine that? Laughing. We get excited when we find a quarter on the ground and he's just I, making it. I found a 10 in my jeans from last winter and I was like, come wow. on. You know, jackpot. Invest I it, love, Natalie. Invest it. I do love the um the Jimmy Garoppolo story, I feel like is a good one too, because he's been through, he's had a bit of a journey himself. So I'm intrigued to see where this goes for him. And I do feel for Trey Lance. Like I was actually looking forward to like seeing him perform this year. Um, but I mean, Jimmy G gets another shot, man. Like he just, I feel like he stumbled, like, and maybe this will be the time, right? Like this is his year. (laughs) Listen, I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of the gift, did you watch the hilarious video talking about old football players and bad knees of Eli Manning going undercover at Penn State? Did you watch this? Wait, no, I don't think I watched it. Oh my God, it is absolutely hilarious. It's on YouTube. So Penn State was having walk-on tryouts and he arranged, he went in and they had, they brought in makeup artists and he went as Chad Powers and so obviously coach Franklin knew, but they didn't tell anybody else. Okay. And so they have him like checking into the, the student table and he's like, there's all these kids around him. He's like, yeah, you know, and they're like, where'd you go to school? He was like, I was homeschooled. And then he starts like throwing all these bombs and all the assistant coaches are like, oh, oh wow. Like it is really funny. And it's crazy how obviously Peyton Manning was the more, um, you know, elite quarterback, but I mean, Eli had an amazing career and was an, it was a great quarterback, but they have such hilarious personalities. They're so funny and so witty. They are, they are so good on television. And I'm like, it is so rare that you see that. I mean, obviously, which kind of leads me to the Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey now have a podcast on YouTube that is also hilarious. Like you have to go find them um, because they, they have, they have the clips. Like if you just follow Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey on their Instagram, but the the podcast is called new heights. And like Jason goes off about how this whole system in regards to like the offense and defense and and doesn't make sense. And Travis is like, no one knows what you're talking about. It sounds like he's talking German, right? He's like, this doesn't make sense to me. And he's like, ID five, it should be ID. Like it's all inside football talk that doesn't make sense. So Malcolm Jenkins comments, he's like, I get it. This is confusing to me too. So they have all these like NFL athletes that are 
that are really, it's really funny. And I'm like, wow, it's so fascinating that you have like the Kelsey brothers who are so elite and so funny. And then you also have the Manning brothers that are so elite and so funny that they are not only really good at what they do playing football at extra at the highest level winning super bowl like isn't that crazy two sets of brothers and then there's the watt family too that are like beasts what is there have any i need to see like what is it the 20 what is it the the 23 in these yeah these families like i want to know i want to know the dna i want to know the the watts the kelsey's the mannings get me the genetic code like i want to see like it's it's fascinating, like how in one particular family, right? And how their families, I mean, you know, the Mannings, Archie, it's like, yeah, you see the whole thing. But then even you look at like Jason and Travis and like their mom, right? Yeah. Like, they're, like, and how they just dedicated their lives. I am more team Kelsey than I ever will be team Manning just for multiple reasons. Yeah. I hate, hate his face, still not over the Giants. Peyton don't love that his um I feel like he still slid through shit by doing the Papa John's thing and maybe owes the world an apology speaking like because Brett Favre is getting his we're seeing that um so oh, Brett Favre I, is not getting what I he wish should get. no not getting what he should get because nobody's talking about it because he's Brett Favre but um I you know I just well if people don't know about if people don't know about this could be a little bit better I think about um some issues where they've made a lot of money you know and have played with a lot of um African-American men and I feel like they they were a little silent when it should have mattered more and that's why I don't and Jason Kelsey has no problem telling any sort of person who has like a lack of a moral compass to go like fuck themselves. And that's why I'm right. like, I Jason Kelsey, you know? Yep. And on that note, let's get our shirts made. Kelsey's over Manning. So <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously please follow us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at the lipstick league. We're welcoming Emily, our new intern. Yeah. Um, so, so excited to bring her on and she's actually like listening and watching the podcast. So she's, it's like buckle up girl get ready for the roller coaster yeah uh, yeah we're kind of throwing her to the wolves so yeah we're excited to um welcome emily she's our newest lipstick leaguer lipstick leaguer and you too can join the league like nicole said by following us on instagram twitter facebook subscribe leave some love leave a review we love you for still listening and continuing to listen or if you're new welcome Mwah. Mwah.